I'm the author of Income Tax Shattering the Myths and Body Science, both of which take a deep dive into the falsehoods created and promoted by the establishment to the detriment of the American people. I'm also known for the adage, the government lies, lies all the time, and lies even when the truth would serve it well. Because of my decades of research, much of which concerns the establishment's falsehoods, I have a different point of view than most Americans do concerning their government and the media and health institutions and so forth. So when I see somebody who eschews the establishment narrative on any particular subject, and that person has attained a significant office in government, I'm excited to see what that person can do. The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has appointed Dr. Joseph Ladapo as the Surgeon General of Florida, and as such, he is also the Secretary of Florida's Department of Health. So who is Joseph Ladapo? Dr. Ladapo is an MD, having earned his medical degree at Harvard Medical School. He also holds a PhD in medical policy from Harvard. He's also a health researcher at the California University at Los Angeles, David Geffen School of Medicine. In short, his credentials are auspicious. Concerning SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, and the vaccines, Dr. Ladapo has refused to accept the dogma put out by people like Fauci and Walensky. Nor has he been willing to become a hollow echo chamber of their dogma, as have so many other public health officials in the media. At the press conference where Dr. Ladapo accepted the appointment from Governor DeSantis, he said he will, quote, completely reject fear as a way of making policies. And we are going to have a positive approach. Now, right then and there, those two statements, if he said nothing other than that, the media would excoriate him because the tool of government and media over the last uh, 16, 17 months has been fear, 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 and more fear. You must fear everything. <laughs> and obviously, Dr. Ladapo isn't interested in that, which makes him an enemy of the establishment and an enemy of the media. So keep that in mind as you see the media excoriating him. When Dr. Ladapo was asked by reporters whether he was going to emphasize vaccination, he said he would treat vaccines like any other preventative issue. Here's a quote. Vaccines are up to the person. There is nothing special about them compared to any other preventative measure. The state should be promoting good health, and vaccination isn't the only path to that. It's been treated almost like a religion, and it's senseless. We support measures for good health. Vaccinations, losing weight, exercising, anything. Wait, he said losing weight? <laughs> okay, so we have known for a minimum now of 16 months that the number one indicator of a negative outcome from COVID-19 up to and including possibly death is obesity. And you don't hear Walensky or Fauci or any of the other minions who follow them talking about no longer being obese as a safety measure because people who are not obese, there are some other comorbidity factors as well, but overwhelmingly, obesity is the most significant. But you don't hear them talking about ending obesity. 
And as the author of Body Science, I am here to tell you it is so, so, so incredibly easy to stop being obese. But seems that Dr. Ladapo is the only person who actually wants to say to people, you know, perhaps since the number one indicator of problematic outcome from COVID-19 is obesity, perhaps we should talk, have a discussion about ending your obesity. You don't hear Fauci talking about that. You don't hear Walensky talking about that. And Ladapo mentioned exercise. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We can't talk about that. All we can do is get the jab, get the jab. We can't talk about exercise. By the way, I've got a book in the planning called Why We Exercise, which is going to discuss the health reasons to every component of the body about why we exercise, which again, is different than the establishment dogma concerning exercise. I'll actually be telling people the truth. So I'm excited that Dr. Ladapo is actually talking about things like, hey, maybe it's not a good idea to be obese. And I don't know, would exercise contribute to you not having a negative outcome from COVID-19 or any other infectious virus or bacteria? These will, of course, be yet more reasons for the media to excoriate Dr. Ladapo because common sense is not permitted. Dr. Ladapo referred to the current vaccine narrative as being much like religious fervor, right, such as constantly beating the vaccine drum while remaining utterly silent about prior infection immunity, which the latest data out of Israel shows is 13 times more effective than any protection, such as it is, from a vaccine, and the vaccines do not activate production of memory T cells, which is essential for long-lasting production, measured in decades, by the way, rather than what you get from the vaccine, which is measured in four to six, perhaps as much as seven months, and then you have to get another injection because there are no memory T cells created by the vaccine. Do you not find it problematic that the establishment narrative completely omits any discussion of that physiological factor that makes you 13 times more protected against getting infected? And if you're not infected, you can't infect others. Then does the vaccine, but the narrative does include requiring a big pharma injection every four to six months, forever, or at least until the virus's prevalence drops off in society until it's pretty much a non-issue, which we have absolutely no idea when that day may come. So essentially, bulletproof protection, not part of the narrative at all. Protection in the form of antibodies, but no memory T cells, that require new injections every four to six or seven months, which puts billions and billions more in the pocket of Big Pharma, that is 100% of the establishment narrative. It blows my mind that there are some people who actually don't see any problem with that and think the establishment narrative is credible and that they don't have some sort of an agenda. The media is casting Ladapo's appointment as nothing but a political ploy. I see it as a long overdue pushback against the establishment dogma, which is highly questionable to begin with. For those who think I'm... I don't know, out of my mind or crazy, go ahead and show me where Fauci or Walensky have discussed that prior infection immunity is exponentially better than anything you get from the vaccine. Go ahead. I'll wait. Found it yet? That may have been too difficult, so instead, find me where Fauci or Walensky have recommended or even talked about having 
where they talk about proof of vaccination, where they talk about proof of prior infection immunity to go into various businesses. And this ties into Biden's mandate for federal workers and so forth. Since we know that prior infection immunity is exponentially better than anything from the vaccine, show me where Fauci and Walensky have suggested proof of prior infection immunity, this thing that is much, 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 much better. Show me that. I'll wait. Anything? Here's a couple of things that Dr. Ladapo has done that immediately starts upending the religious dogma of people like Fauci and Walensky. The first thing he did was mandate that if a student tests positive for SARS-CoV-2 but has no symptoms, is asymptomatic, that student can continue to attend classes. Hallelujah! Finally! Science is being brought to bear rather than dogma. And here's the science. Do you know what causes a person who's infected with SARS-CoV-2 to be asymptomatic? Is that they're just like Superman? No, is that their viral load is very, very low. In other words, for whatever reason, in that person, the virus is not replicating greatly. That's known as a low viral load. People with low viral loads, it is almost impossible for them to infect somebody else. Incredibly rare. So if we're concerned about infections, why would we tell somebody who is at virtually no risk of infecting somebody else not to go to school? And since I know somebody's going to say this, can people with low viral loads infect somebody else? Oh, they can, but not by like sitting next to them at a desk. For instance, let's say a couple who are a romantic thing, and one of them is infected but asymptomatic but they spend time in bed together kissing intimately. Yeah, okay, so in that case, an asymptomatic person may spread the virus to his or her partner. However, again, you're not going to do that when you're asymptomatic passing somebody in the grocery store or sitting two and a half feet away from them at a school desk. So Dr. Ladapo's position is based on science, not dogma. And of course, the media is focusing on one or two teachers who are like, I'm so terrified to go back into the classroom. Now, good. Don't. Quit. Go get another fucking job because Dr. Ladapo is following the science and your inane paranoia is no reason to back away from science. The second thing that has incurred the ire of the media is that Dr. Ladapo has now said that when it comes to students in school, that whether or not they wear a mask is up to the parents. And that's exactly as it should be. And let me be clear what I mean by that. If parents actually believe masks do something and they want to tell their child when you go to school, you have to wear a mask. Okay. I consider that part of parental rights. However, there is zero rigorous science from 1920 on the heels of the Spanish flu, moving forward through 2020, a hundred years, there is not one piece of rigorous science that shows that wearing masks slows or halts the spread of a virus. Zero. None. And for those who want to dispute that, of course, they're going to turn to epidemiological studies. Epidemiology is not rigorous science by a long shot. They did a presentation some months ago on the lack of efficacy concerning mask wearing. Uh, it's entitled Pro-Mask Equals Science Denier, and I'll put a link to that down in the show notes. Make sure you watch it. It will clear the issue up. I think it shows the typical arrogance of the media. For the media to claim that Biden's and Fauci's and Walensky's motives for their actions are completely not political. Oh, but Ron DeSantis and Dr. Lopato? Yeah, their actions are political. I'm sure it's just coincidence that the positions held and promoted publicly by 
Fauci and Walensky put tens of billions of dollars into the pockets of their friends in Big Pharma, while the actions of DeSantis and Dr. Ladapo don't. For those who are again screaming that I'm some sort of far-right nut job, first of all, I'm totally nonpartisan. I find the whole left-right thing to be insane. Secondly, as of September 21, 2021, 221,500,000 Americans, or 64% of the U.S. population, has prior infection immunity. 64% of the U.S. population! And Fauci and Walensky discussed that when? Yeah, never. But clearly they have no agenda. Another thing for which the media has been excoriating Dr. Ladapo is he wrote an op-ed concerning hydroxychloroquine. So what did Dr. Ladapo write in that op-ed that has so disturbed the media? Well, he wrote about a meta-analysis of five randomized clinical trials, the results of that meta-analysis showing that hydroxychloroquine reduces risk by 24%. In other words, the results from those randomized clinical trials was that hydroxychloroquine reduced the risk of infection, hospitalization, and COVID-19. But since the media has taken the position that's not true, despite those five randomized clinical trials, this makes Dr. Ladapo the enemy. Here's CBS discussing that op-ed. Quote, Ladapo has a public history of promoting unproven treatments for COVID-19, writing an op-ed in the New York Daily News in 2020 touting the drug hydroxychloroquine. Unproven is CBS's claim, so what CBS is saying is that they, CBS, have determined that randomized clinical trials don't prove anything. <laughs> okay, well, that's actually like really good news because then thousands or tens of thousands of researchers all over the world moving forward can stop spending billions of dollars on randomized clinical trials since CBS said they don't produce anything worthwhile. CBS has claimed that randomized clinical trials don't actually produce any meaningful evidence. By the way, the entire research community for 150 years would disagree with that. But it reminds me of the corrupt narrative when remdesivir was in early clinical trials in the United States as a COVID-19 treatment. The trial involved a 1,000 participants, and the media and public health officials hailed this as a, pay attention to this word, large and meaningful study. However, when it comes to ivermectin, those very same people dismissed studies with many times more than a thousand participants, claiming it was a small cohort, so it's not reliable. So when it concerns a brand new patented, very expensive medication, a thousand participants is large and meaningful. When it comes to something that's been around for decades and is dirt cheap and is no longer under patent, then 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 participants is a small cohort and not meaningful because of that. But again, you're probably right. There's no agenda here. Have you ever wondered why there's such pushback here in the U.S. from the media and the um, establishment wonks concerning ivermectin and hydrochloroquine? Well, it's simple. Under the rules the FDA functions under, if there are effective 
treatments for a disease, effective treatments for a disease, the FDA is legally prohibited from issuing emergency use authorization for investigational vaccine. In other words, in order for the FDA to be able to give that emergency use authorization to the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine, the establishment had to close ranks against anything that looked like an effective treatment. Because if they acknowledged there was an effective treatment, they could not, the FDA could not issue the emergency use authorization. But again, zero agenda. CBS was also angst-ridden because Dr. Ladapo wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal in which he discussed the perhaps questionable safety claims about the vaccines. So, in point of fact, in that Wall Street Journal op-ed, what did Dr. Ladapo say? Well, he said that highly credentialed individuals were voicing concerns. They were being silenced or ignored. If, if you follow the complete scope of information concerning SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, and its vaccines, rather than just the establishment narrative put out by people like Fauci and Walensky, you know that what Dr. Ladapo said is 1,000% accurate. Those voices are being silenced and ignored. Science does not silence opposition from well-qualified individuals. Politics and money silences concerns from those who are well-credentialed, who hold an opposing point of view. CBS was also upset because in a September 16th Wall Street Journal op-ed, Dr. Ladapo said that the existence of these mRNA vaccines or the alternative forms of vaccines against SARS-CoV-2 should not be seen as justification to intrude into or suppress the medical liberty of choice of the American people. Well, of course, CBS and most of the media does not give a crap about any of your rights. The only right they care about is freedom of the press, and the government could suppress or oppress virtually every other right. And as long as they didn't suppress or oppress the right of freedom of the press, yeah, the media is okay with those rights of yours being suppressed or oppressed. In his position as the director of the Florida Department of Health, I hope that Dr. Ladapo initiates a formal study concerning ivermectin, both prophylactically and upon first sign of infection, uh, symptoms, or coming up positive in a test. The reason I really hope he does that is the, the, the evidence concerning, again, if you're listening to Fauci and Walensky and you're following just this narrow establishment perspective, just tune out what I'm about to say because you can't accept it. You, you just you shut yourself off from reality and from the facts. However, Worldwide data concerning the efficacy of ivermectin in relationship to being infected with SARS-CoV-2 or developing COVID-19 is significant. However, thus far, the establishment has been able to make a large percentage of the American people believe that for one reason or another, this just isn't true. When in fact, the studies indicate exactly the opposite. The reason I'm hoping that Dr. Ladapo does that in his position as Secretary of Florida's Department of Health is because as a researcher, if he were to structure this and go out and do it and produce the results I'm confident it would produce, it would be really, really tough for the establishment to then claim that professionally structured, well-done, randomized clinical trial did not produce valid results. 
if you're the kind of person who believes Fauci and Walensky blindly out of stupidity, and you don't believe ivermectin is an effective treatment or prophylactic, then you should support Dr. Ladabo performing this ivermectin study because you're so confident that it would have to come out and show that ivermectin is useless, right? So you should get behind me getting behind Dr. Ladapo performing that ivermectin study. I'm also hoping that Dr. Ladapo uh, institutes a study of vaccine-associated disease enhancement, known as VAID, um, which is sort of the larger term that embraces also antibody-dependent enhancement. The reason for that is Florida has the second highest population of any state uh, of elderly, and it appears that when ADE occurs, it is most prevalent in the elderly. In other words, the people who are at the most risk to begin with from COVID-19 also are those most prone to antibody-dependent enhancement, which when they become or if they become infected makes the effects of the disease, COVID-19, considerably worse. And in his position as secretary of the Florida Department of Health, knowing it's got the second largest population of elderly, I think it's incumbent upon him and the governor to direct him to do this to determine exactly what's going on concerning antibody-dependent enhancement, ADE, in the Florida senior population. I'm also very interested to see the fatality numbers from COVID-19 in the state of Florida, now that Dr. Ladapo is in charge of the health department there. The reason is the public narrative put out by Fauci and Walensky and uh, we'll just say their minions in the health policy realm has been that virtually all of the deaths for the last several months are the unvaccinated. That's been a CDC-mandated narrative that virtually everyone across the country that's a public health official has been echoing. I want to see what the numbers are in Florida now that somebody who does not bow down to the establishment dogma, the CDC-mandated narrative, I want to see what those numbers really are. Because I suspect that we will discover the CDC-mandated narrative is not particularly accurate. Because Dr. Ladapo rejects the rigid dogma put out by people like Fauci and Walensky, and has, obviously, as we've discussed, a far more holistic approach to preventing disease and death. I'm really looking forward to see what he does as Florida's director of health. At the outset of this presentation, I discussed how income tax shattering the myths and body science explores, lays out, and then destroys the establishment narrative on two separate subjects. So if you absolutely adore the establishment narrative, do not go to my website or purchase those books. However, if you've got some little niggling doubt in the back of your mind that perhaps the establishment narrative on any number of subjects may not be truly the, the facts, the evidence, the data, and, and you want to actually know what it really is, I, this is going to open a door for you. So let me warn you, this is going to open a door for you. But if you want to know the truth, read Income Tax Shattering the Mist or Body Science, you have my word. They will be two of the most fascinating books you have ever read in your life. And by going to the website and purchasing Income Tax Shattering the Mist, Body Science, or a couple of other publications there, you help me to continue to be here for you. Thanks.